This Spark and Mini Movie Review contains adult language, mature situations, potential spoilers, personal opinions, and kind of weird rants. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Mini Movie Review, It Chapter 2. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mini Movie Review, Sparkin's podcast where we talk about new films and tell you the pros and cons about the recently released films and just if they're worth watching or not. Not a real review like our Spark and Motion Picture Review, but we try to just give you a little bit of a heads up of what's going on. As I said, I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up. And you can find out any of our other episodes at www.sparkin.com or sparkin at gmail.com is where you can personally email me. Also, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other sites. Just type in Sparkin, I guarantee you'll find us. And now that all that housekeeping is out of the way, let's get to it, shall we? Because we're reviewing a movie which I've been anticipating for two years. And what are we talking about? We're talking about It Chapter 2, the sequel to the film that came out in 2017, which had a budget of $35 million and made $700.4 million and brought a resurgence to the horror genre in general because people got really into this, especially because it was a Stephen King movie that did a great job, unlike some of the other weird ones that had come out. Now, the current film, like we said, directed also by Andy Muschietta, adapted from the original Stephen King novel by screenplay writer Gary Doberman uh, has a budget of 60 to 70 million dollars. It's currently made 16.5 million dollars, and this is Friday evening, so it's going to make its budget back. I guarantee it. And it's got a runtime of 169 minutes, just shy of three hours. And you kind of can feel it. This is a movie which drags a bit. So if you haven't listened to our first review of the first it, this is going to have a little bit of spoilers just to catch you up. So the story of it is about seven individuals who found that their childhood town of Derry, Maine has a sinister underbelly in it. There's a being that has been around since pretty much the dawn of man that has been preying upon the weak every 27 years, uh, feasting upon children and people that it finds. Its most popular form is this being that is Pennywise the Dancing Clown, played wonderfully by Bill Skarsgård. And in the first film, our protagonist, the Losers Club, who are a bunch of kids who all have problems, came together to fight Pennywise the Clown and defeat him. However, they made an oath at the end of the film, which said that if Pennywise ever came back, if it ever came back, they would come back to combat him. Now, the original cast was amazing. I mean, you had Jordan Marshall, Sophia Lillis, Finn Wolfhart, Chosen Jacobs, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Jack Dylan Grazer, and Wyatt Olaf playing amazing roles with these characters. They're believable, they're wonderful, and I described the original film as Stand By Me, Meet a Dementor. And that's how that first film was. Now, this new film, since the first one took place in 1988, this new film is set in 2016, 27 years after the first time. So it's been 27 years. And as the movie opens up, it isn't dead. It's just been recuperating from its loss. And unlike in other versions where it is scared of these kids, this version, it wants them back. They're the ones that got away. They have to come back. And will they succeed? Will they defeat Pennywise the Clown? Or will they die horrible deaths? Well, you have to see the movie to see. But it's got an amazing cast. I mean, like I said, Bill Skarsgård returning as Pennywise, he does an amazing job with this character. 
He embodies this character in a unique way that's so intriguing, you just have to watch him. At one point, he has a childlike innocence that draws you in. But on the other hand, he has that petulant, just angry nature, which you're intrigued by and you're just horrified by also. And it seems like from last time when he was just like, I can't control myself. Now he's learned a little bit of the patience game, but it's more vengeful and more vicious and visceral in this one. I will say that that is amazing. Now, the main characters are the adult Losers Club, and I've got to say, they all portray their younger selves personally. It's almost as if they hung out with the younger actors and they copy their mannerisms and, and just join them. Best example are those two standout actors, Bill Hader and James Ransom playing Richie and Eddie. They must have hung out with Finn Wolfhart and I think it's uh, Jack Dylan Gracer. They must have hung out with them because they act exactly the same. It's almost like James Ranson took some speed and he's just acting kind of that squirrely, like, oh, hey, uh, oh, God, that's so gross and nasty, but you know what? Fuck you. Playing Eddie in the way where he was, where he was someone who was afraid of everything, but also he's someone who wouldn't take shit from anything. You curse him, he'll curse you back. And Bill Hader embodies Finn Wolfhart's trash-talking, just... Richie, he talks like a jerk. He's trying to bring levity everywhere, constantly with the fuck your mother. You know what? I married your mother. You know what she says? <laughs> what at night? <laughs> Which Bill Hader was a standout actor in this. He did an amazing job with this. I know I'm saying that the A word a lot, but that's what I can say for it. Now, for the other actors, definitely Jessica Chastain was a great choice for Beverly. She has this very, not innocent nature, but a very weathered nature going about her, where she knows what's going on, she's terrified, but she's trying to strengthen up. She is just being a great older version of Sophia Lillis. Now, Isaac Mustafa, he is the Old Spice guy, you know. And usually he's portrayed as a man amongst men, someone who is strong, virile, someone you don't want to mess with. Now, Isaiah Mustafa becomes Chosen Jacobs in a way where it's kind of, well, it's great character acting. He has similar mannerisms, he seems more unsure of himself, and I like it. He's very just worried, like he's trying to get this to work, everything's not working together, and he's trying, he's panicking. And I like that he has this feeling about him that fit Chosen Jacob so much. Now, unfortunately, just like in the last film, he got kind of the short end of the stick. At one point he says, I'll meet you guys at the library. And he doesn't show up for an hour and a half. So, yeah. Same thing with Andy Bean. As we know, he does not have a major part in this film. But they kind of, as opposed to the miniseries that originally came out in the 90s and the original book they've given adult stan a bit more to do as opposed to what he originally does no spoilers there now jay ryan same thing that happened with isaiah mustafa even though he has a major point because he is the adult ben and ben is no longer the fat kid he's now rich he's now powerful he's the man that when he walks in a boardroom he commands attention however when he gets back with the losers club which is one scene i love they all fall back into their normal dynamics. They become the way they were when they were kids. They act the same, same jokes, same mannerisms, and it's awesome. 
But this powerful, strong leader becomes the shy, fat kid that has a crush on the girl. And while it's really cool to see that, I would have liked to have seen them play a little more with him at being the, um, you know, the architect who's in control of the boardroom. Would like to have seen that a little bit. Finally, we have James McAvoy playing Bill. James McAvoy is a mimic. He is great at what he does. There's not much you could say about it. However, they do focus more on the guilt that Bill feels over the loss of his little brother Georgie in the first film. It even hints at something which we never even thought would have happened that led to the loss of Georgie. And that's one of the best things about this film is the casting is great. The set design is great. Uh, Pennywise is great. The scares are okay. However, the movie is long. And it's not one where it's like, oh, it felt it was long, but I didn't feel it. No, this is one where you feel it. There are scenes that drag, and there are elements from the book that were taken out that may have worked better if they put them, left them in. Uh, for example, there's a whole subplot in the book with two of the spouses of two of the Losers Club. One of them being abusive, the other one being, I want to find out what's going on with my husband, and stuff happens. That's completely abandoned. They're introduced in the first act, and then they never appear again. There's a couple of other little things that happen, which I don't want to get into. I don't want to spoil too much. I'm trying to be non-spoilery. But it does affect the film in a way which you just kind of scratch your head a little bit. Like, you kind of understand why they did that, but, well, it's kind of confusing. Uh, also, this film does a great job of shifting back and forth between adult version and young version. It's a lot of flashbacks. But the, set, the middle part of the film is just flashbacks. It's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that gets a little dry and a little set pieces, which while they're really cool set pieces, just seeing one set piece after another set piece after another set piece after another set piece with no breathing room, it makes things a little annoying and just does bring this my feelings for this film down. Now, Scare Factor, it's not as scary as the first film, but there are some great moments of terror and some which are that splastic horror where it's like there's one scene involving one of its alternative forms where it's really a menacing dark scary moment and then suddenly when a twist happens suddenly they play don't call me angel of the morning baby You're like you can't help but chuckle at that scene. It's horrifying but funny at the same time, but it also does take you a little out of the movie. Uh, there's a couple of other really funny scenes in this film, especially with Richie just being Richie, I've got to say. Also, a nice little subplot there. Uh, the opening sequence is brutal. Not going to lie, it's one which is vicious, and it's not it. It's just some people doing something really horrific, and it's... Well, let's just be honest. It's brutal and violent, and it sets it off at a very weird pace. But, I gotta say, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy this film. I don't think it's as good as the first film, but I think it's a nice companion piece. And I would like to see if they do an It Complete Edition, where they merge two films together, get rid of the set card for the... It Chapter 2. Just put it in, connect it, have a five-hour movie. I think that would be kind of cool to watch.
and I think that if they could streamline it and edit it and make it flow a little better, I think that would make things a lot better. I think it would make it a lot more intriguing and engaging, and also we could get more of the little things, the little nuances of the film. Also, before I forget, got to give props to Stephen King. He has a great cameo in it, a really great cameo that I was not expecting him to be in this movie, but he's in it, and got to give it the golf clap. Got to give it a little bit of golf clap for that. Nicely done. So overall, after watching the movie, and this is my initial reaction, not a super review, I'm going to have to give this a worth watching in theaters or stream it once. It's an enjoyable film and it's a great companion piece to the original film. However, without that original film, this doesn't rise up to the occasion. And it's not as cohesive. The first one they had perfect. And this one, not so much. Now, I'm trying to avoid one of the running gags of this movie, but I'm going to have to say it. That James McAvoy's Bill is a writer who can't write an ending. It's obviously a jab at Stephen King's fact that a lot of people complain he can't write an ending. And this one, that's where they drop the ball is the ending it's good it's not a great masterpiece it's not perfect there's so much potential and especially because they changed the ending from the book but that's understandable because the ending from the book is really weird this one's a little bit better but don't take my word for it go out check it out watch it go see it and let me know what you think zanspirekin.com that's x-a-n not z-a-n and uh, let me know what you guys think i guess that's it for this episode uh, i can't really talk about anything else um yeah so let me know what you guys think and um this is your host zan check out our other episodes www.sparkin.com and stay tuned for some really cool reviews we've got some really good movies coming out soon so with that in mind i'm gonsville catch you next time and watch more movies <laughs>